2: Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Friday, it's April 14th, it's 2023. What's up, everyone? Hope you're having a fantastic Thursday night on YouTube. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, happy Friday. We have 12 MLB games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will Priester, the Chief. What's happening, my friend?
3: Nothing much, brother. Uh, another day, another slate coming up. Um, a lot of I, I think so far, this is probably the most interesting one we've had so far. Um, and I, I think we'll get into those reasons a little bit later, but um, definitely ready to try to break it down and listen, help these people make some money. I was on the uh, I was on the uh, the, the uh, Crunch Time, not Grand Is Live. And I, you know, I, I was heavy on the twins on the previous slate, so uh, I felt like a rock star. We'll see how how it goes, but uh, definitely an okay night for sure.
2: Yeah, I uh, I played disc golf league like um, tonight Thursday night, and I, I got done playing, and I had a really crappy round. I played, I just if you know disc golf, I early released everything tonight. It was just weird. Um, I don't know if it was a little bit of the rain or whatever, but um, It was just, yeah, anyway, so I opened up my phone. I'm like, oh, Minnesota has eight runs. I don't have any Minnesota stacks. Guess I don't have to check my phone the rest (laughs) of the night. And then uh, about an hour ago, I was looking at it, and I was like, all right, Joe Ryan. He was like 18%. I had him on two of my three teams. He scored like 36. Both the teams that I had him on, St. Louis stack, Toronto stack. That's how my night was. So <laughs> I, I know that I am good to move on to Friday. And that's just how it goes, right? At the end of the day, yeah. that's how it goes. And, I mean, you're not going to win them all. You, you Listen, really aren't. Baseball is 162 games. You're not going to win them all.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And tonight was – so tonight was one of those nights. I remember Philly had a game like that on, like, a random weekend one time where they just teed off had to score like 12 runs or something in the inning. And it's one of those days where, okay, I'm like, yep, I know for sure I didn't have Philly stacks today. I, I'll see you tomorrow. Like, and I, so I, I I I I know the feeling. Uh, unfortunately, fortunately, I was on the twin side heavily. So uh, uh, it should be a good night.
2: All right. Well, hopefully you and everyone else had a good night. Yeah. Um yeah tell us hit a home run but it doesn't matter when tell us a home run if you don't have anything to go with it <laughs> so all right we got I mean, we got 12 games so we're gonna jump into these 12 games there's a lot to talk about a lot to cover um we're gonna go as fast as we possibly can i mean with 12 games um trying to get you guys the information as fast as possible so again appreciate everyone hanging out with us live on youtube if you haven't already Hit that subscribe button over there on the Roto Grinders Morning Grind YouTube. We're trying to grow it to a thousand plus by the end of the year. Also, I'm going to bring back the Morning Grind um, daily contest. I tried to run it on Thursday. I tweeted it out. I didn't have success running it. I'm going to start this again on Monday. I'm not going to start it today. I'm going to start it again on Monday. So you can, we're going to have some fun. Have some fun. At the end of the day, I'm going to run like a, a $5 contest that pays out. Um, a high percentage, and we're gonna have some fun with it. So, we get started on this slate: Minnesota at New York. <laughs> Speaking of those Twins, this game has an eight total, and the Yankees are a one seventy two favorite. Cortez against Tyler Molly. Uh, any interest here in Tyler Molly?
3: Oh boy, I don't think so. I I know that you know they just uh, they, they just struck out ten times against um God. The, uh, the other pitch pitcher. Ryan, thank you. I-, I was about to call him Bailey over and I knew that wasn't right, which is why I was <laughs> sitting there like, God, who is, yeah, against Joe Ryan. But I- I'm not playing Tyler Malley. I, I think his control issues are going to get him into some serious trouble in this matchup. And 8900, even on this slate, he- I'm- he's going to get a massive fate for me.
2: Yeah, okay. So here here is my potential argument for taking a shot on him. Is the Yankees lineup, like it seems like every year, is banged up again. Um, you know, LeMay out of it right now. Uh Donaldson got put on the I. L. Batter's on the I. L, which we know that he was on the I. L already. Um, their catcher is on the I. L or day to day, like So the lineup that they rolled out against Joe Ryan, like right when I saw that lineup, I was like, I have to have more than one team with Joe Ryan because it was just an extremely high strikeout team. And I think it's really going to be based on lineup because Tyler Molly is a reverse power guy. So like he limits power against lefties. He gives up more power to righties, strikes out righties at a good clip. You worry about Judge and Stanton, but he should be able to neutralize Calhoun, Cabrera, Rizzo, like Cordoro, Cordero. like, so I think, depending on the lineup, depending on ownership, you could take some tournament shots. I don't think anyone's playing Tyler Molly at eighty nine hundred against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium, and that's my argument for maybe taking a shot on him here. Do I think he pitches as well as Joe Ryan? No, I think Joe Ryan's the better pitcher. We talked about him on the podcast yesterday. Joe Ryan has the same type of strikeout upside, but he strikes out righties at a much higher clip, which helps him in against the lineup like the Yankees. So, um, Molly, I, I could make an argument for large field tournaments. Um, I'm also going to make an argument for some of these Yankees bats. When we get there going to the other side, we got Cortez going up against Minnesota. I mean, if you looked at the lineup that Minnesota rolled out yesterday, you actually, I mean, could have made an argument for playing Brito, um, you know, it's not the best lineup. What are your thoughts here on Cortez? You got to unmute your mic.
3: Ah, oh, so sad. At least I got it right out of the way. We're we, yeah, not
2: that fresh for the rest of the podcast now. Yeah. Like, I think we're we're getting to the point where like listeners have their own little like um, game going for over unders on how many times Will <laughs> gets to unmute his mic.
3: Yeah, the blooper out of the gate, but uh, I, I like Cortez. 9,500, I think it's fair. Um, Only two games in, once against Philly and one against Baltimore. So we haven't really seen the massive strikeout upside or the massive strikeout game. I don't think Cortez ends up in the 30s this year in terms of K rate. I think he ends up mid-20s. But I do think there will be some situations uh, that we can take advantage of. I think this could be one. So at 9,500, especially looking at the rest of the board today, and and what we have available to us, I think Cortez is a fair price at ninety five hundred in this spot. I'm definitely willing to uh, to play him in a fair amount of lineups.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't have any issues um, playing him here. I, he's not my favorite like guy because no. I, I mean he he really relies on like his his cutter. Um, his fastball velocity kind of goes all over the place from 90 to 92 um, all, even all last season. So I think like knowing like how much he's going to kind of depend on the cutter, we need to look pitch type profiles and like, there's not a large sample size here for Minnesota against lefty cutters. So, I mean, I could see it going either way. He's a low walk guy. Um, He tends to limit home runs. Um, So, I mean, for that aspect, I think he's fine. I mean, his ceiling might be capped. I don't know um, if I end up on a lot of him. It, it won't be a lot if I do end up on him. So, um, I mean, they're going to throw a lot of righties at him too. Buxton didn't miss the game on Thursday after had a collision on Wednesday, which was good to see. So, Yeah, I mean, if, I thought he was
3: going to be out because, you know, he gets hurt every year.
2: Dude, I I watched that live and I was like, oh, that hurt. Um, he laid there for a minute. I was like, eh, it's probably a concussion. So, I'm glad he didn't have a concussion for what it's worth. Uh, i'm glad that he's back in the lineup as well so all right uh bats in this one anything standing out to you here for minnesota
3: i mean nothing crazy I, I don't feel like i want to stack against cortez today with, with such a big slate and such what i, I guess i'll call block to mediocre pitching I, I don't think i want to take a shot on minnesota I, i've got some other spots that i like a lot better
2: yeah, I mean, I think you could roll like a little three man with like Correa, Buxton, Miranda. Um, yeah. what is someone asking about Varland for? Every site that I'm looking at has Cortez versus Molly, so we're gonna roll with that. Um, Yankees bats here.
3: Um, I mean, I don't listen. I don't hate a judge. Uh, one off for Stanton, one off today. Considering the power that male is going to give up in the control issues, um, I-, I think those are two big time one off candidates. I'm definitely not stacking the Yankees at all. I can tell you that right now. But I'm treating the Yankees kind of how I treated uh, the Padres the slate before, where I just took pieces—Machado, you know, Soto, you know—but not stacking the team, just taking a piece or two here and there. And that's what I'm going to do with the Yankees.
2: Yeah, I mean, chart like just kind of attacking the power bats. I think um, Judge Stanton. Uh, I mean, if you want cheaper bats here, I guess you could like we're gonna potentially need some value today. So like, if any of these like Willie Calhoun cracks the lineup at twenty two hundred, he's someone that has some pop. I mean, some pop, and he's like another guy that can like steal bases. So, um, and he hit fifth on. Thursday night. So like a 2200, I think Willie Calhoun is just like a cheaper fill in type of piece um, on this slate. So I don't hate that Um, Cordero he's 2800. He should hit like six seventh ish. And he's shown, I mean, this guy has four home runs in his last five starts. Like, he is loving he's loving this yankee stadium (laughs) actually like none of those all those were on the road too i think um i don't think he's hit a home run at home yet this season so that's funny but um i mean listen he's in that yankee uniform he wants to play every day and he's off to a hot start so i mean taking either one of those guys under 3k uh they each have some upside in their own like doing so all right Cruising along, we're going to go fast. We're going to go fast. We're, we're trying. There's a lot to talk about. It's early in the season. We're excited. Cleveland at Washington, nine total. Williams against Quantrell and the Guardians, a 146 favorite here. Will, any interest here in Cal Quantrell? No. Yeah, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> Listen, I'm not I, playing Cal
3: Quantrell. I don't care who it's <sighs> like. No, nah, I'm, I'm not doing it. Like why zero is he
2: so expensive? That's Correct. my... Hey, why I don't understand why he's so expensive. Um I get why he's expensive. I mean, because he's facing Washington, he limits damage, and this team is not good, but I mean he just he has a 16.6% K rate since the start of last year. He's not a big strikeout guy. Um, so I don't even think I could do Cal Quantrill. Um, I do like picking on Washington, but I don't think Quantrill. At, like going back to like Tyler Molly I'll play Tyler Molly over Cal Quantrill. I'll take the strikeout ceiling of yeah so um Trevor Williams 5600 nope. 5, he's cheap coming nope. off of a decent start in Coors where everybody stacked against him and he left them. Um Mm-mm. any interest here in Williams?
3: I'm going to pull out Uncle Shannon Sharp on you Stevie. Mm-mm. Not good. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> everyone during baseball season will learn two things really quick will has very fast nose and he loves meat on the bone so um, so yeah I, I have no interest in williams here i actually have a lot of interest in cleveland i think that they're a really interesting i don't know if i'd full stack them because of the lineup but i think they're a really interesting like secondary stack today Naylor ramirez uh would be like the two that i build around and then you got, like, Jimenez, you got Quan. Like, you have other pieces here that make sense.
3: Yeah, I – look, I, I like Cleveland. I'm with you. Um, it's kind of a spot where if, – if I full st- – for me, a full stack is usually four. I don't usually go five deep. Um, if if I stack them, it's probably Quan, Ramirez, Naylor. Um, I might get to Josh Bell. But if I do that, then I can't play Naylor. So it's it's some type of combination of that, but that that's where I probably uh where I end up. I know Rosario typically batting at the top of the order. He would probably be my extra bat, but um, yeah, I, I do like Cleveland. I'm with you. I think secondary stat consideration for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, Williams is definitely like a normal splits guy, way way better against righties than he is against lefties. So I think like if you if you're if you're playing, I I just I tend to lean to the lefties um so I also think Bell's an interesting call because like you said, I mean, you're playing Bell or Naylor, you could play both of them on Fanduel. Um yep. I mean, that's yep. where you could potentially get different, so uh, Washington. Any interest in the Washington bats here against uh, Quantro? Uh
3: not really. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to play either side yes. of this game, man. Look, I will. So bad. I will say this: if if Quantro was a lefty, I probably would have had slight interest in Manessas. But that's yep. about it. Like I'm not. But that that's not the situation we're in today. So. God, I, I can't play Quantron. and I can't play Washington. Like it, it's so bad.
2: Yeah, I mean, so uh, how bad Washington is? They're they have a fifty-five WRC plus to start the season. They've hit four home runs against right-handed pitching. They have a combined zero eight four ISO and a two sixty WOBA. They're bottomed in WRC plus WOBA ISO and home runs. So. They have been putting the ball in play. They're not striking out a ton, but they're just not a good offense. So I think I'll leave them on the shelf here unless I end up on like a cheap one-off, but it's probably not going to be anybody for me for Washington. So um, it's really quick to go back to Varlin because I know that they're talking about it in the chat on YouTube right now. If Varlin starts play right-handed power bats for the Yankees. He is a big-time reverse splits guy, and he struggles with right-handed power. So play anybody from the Yankees. I'm just saying, I like the right-handed power bats. Um, Judge would be one of the top plays on the slate if Varland does start. So just throwing that out there. We're moving on, though. We have a lot to talk about. Tampa Bay at Toronto, nine total. Um, the Rays a slight favor here, like 118. Rasmussen wow. against Berrios. Um, I mean, I, Vegas might not have been looking at like this Rays team to start the season. And, I mean, let's talk Rasmussen, man. He's 10K. He has a extremely tough matchup here going up against Toronto. Uh, what's your initial thoughts here for Rasmussen?
3: Uh, strikeouts have been there. I I feel like I probably want to dig into him a little bit more throughout the day. As it stands right now, Stevie, I don't mind paying up to be contrarian a ton. Like that, that that's my that those are my thoughts on Rasmussen. I'd be paying up to be contrarian because I don't think he's going to get the ownership at 10K in this spot. And and that's that's my read on Rasmussen right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, his strikes up strikeouts are up this season, right? Like, there's no, there's no denying that. And, um, and
3: they, and they also went up, went up last season too. So, like, some things, in my opinion, fundamentally changing his pitching because when he was in Milwaukee the year before, he didn't have the same strikeout stuff. I, and I'm pretty sure I'm right about that, but um, you can correct me if I'm wrong as well. I feel like his strikeout rate went up last season versus where he was in Milwaukee, but. It was actually
2: higher when he in 2021. Um, He dipped down to 21.4. So here's my argument, right? Like this guy is at 37.35.7% K rate with a 13.3% swinging strike rate through two starts. He has a 111 BABIP. He's ran on the good side of BABIP, and he has career highs in strikeouts and swinging strikes when nothing has changed for him. Is a .23 WHIP. Okay, who has he faced? He's faced Washington and Oakland. Two of the bottom five offenses in baseball. Rasmussen is a good pitcher. I'm not sitting here arguing that he's not a good pitcher. He is a good pitcher. With that said, Toronto lineup is not Oakland and Washington. This is a very sound, low strikeout High walk rate team. It is a really tough spot for Rasmussen. So with recency bias, with the 10 K price tag, I might be underweight on him. I don't know if I fully fade him because he is like one of the better pitchers that we have talent wise on this slate, but it's a really tough matchup. And I mean, just there's some outlining numbers where, I mean, he's run He's run really good. He's 0% home run to five ball ratio. With a 33% fly ball rate, um, generating 30% soft contact. Look who he's faced. Uh, it's just all of these numbers are like, kind of to me, it's just like it's Oakland and Washington, like two bottom five offenses. We just got done talking about where Washington ranks across the board. Oakland's just as bad. So, oh, I uh, agree. Yeah.
3: And that, that's why I said I, I'd be paying up to be contrarian. But, like, he's not, like, my top guy today at all.
2: I don't. I think he'll be popular, Will. I, I really do. Like, even against oh, Toronto. If, he,
3: if he's popular, with, I'm taking the in. Like, completely. Yeah, with the like, pitchers.
2: Xbox. Like, look at some of the pitchers that we have on the slate. Like, I feel like he's definitely going to be someone that gets some traction today.
3: Listen, um, I, I've got a guy I like. I don't think anybody's going to like him today. But on this slate, we'll get there. Oh, boy. Oh, buddy
2: barrios on the other side has looked bad um to start the season. So in spring training he, as well. I don't yeah, want to he struggled he in spring bad. training. Um, I will say I dug a little bit into him before we got rolling here. Um, he has been a little unlucky, he's been on the unlucky side to start the season. Not enough to be like so, like he's had a 467 babbitt That's high. Um, his career Babbitt for what it's worth is 298. So Definitely running on the unlucky side of balls being hit. And I mean, two things kind of go to my mind. It's like, is the, is he someone that benefited from the shift with his ground balls? He has a 48% ground ball rate. I mean, he's generating a lot of ground balls. So is he, is he someone that is maybe seeing a decrease? Um, his swing and strike rate is through the roof. This season It's 14.4%. Um, his career average is 10.2%. So I don't, think i want to play jose barrios in this spot um all that said i don't think i want to play jose barrios in this spot
3: no negative not at all
2: i don't know if i stack against him either though tampa has been fantastic to start of the season their prices are starting to catch up um to him so i just I don't know how much Tampa I end up on with these price points. I do like the ballpark. This is a nice ballpark upgrade for Tampa Bay.
3: So, Steve, I'm going to say a little tidbit about Tampa Bay. This is something that me and one of my buddies have talked about um, just in terms of Tampa Bay. Because I think a lot of people are going to think that, oh, it's just a shiny new toy. But they've actually made some fundamental changes at the plate from top to bottom of their lineup. Even looking at a guy like Randy so And I I do want to talk about this briefly. Last season, Randy and Arena had a 25% K rate to righties and a 7% walk rate. Now, this season, it's early, but I tell you, they've made fundamental changes just in swings outside of the zone versus swings inside of the zone. He's got a 10% walk rate and a 15% K rate this season. Brandon Lau, of all people, 15% K rate, 21% walk rate to righties, 520 ISO. Yandy D has 10% walk rate, 21%. I mean, yeah, 10% K rate, 21% walk rate. 333 ISO. Wander Franco, who didn't strike out a lot anyway, he only has a 5.9% walk rate, but he makes more contact than anybody else on this team. My point I'm trying to make is: Is this real? Is this is the record for real? It is because they make changes where the guys that used to strike out a ton aren't going to be chasing outside of the plate. So my 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 reason for bringing that up is today they get to see Jose Berrios Stevie, who if they're going to be patient, Barrios is going to walk five guys in this game if he's not careful. And if that's the case, that's where I think the, the stack is going to pay off. If they're patient, let guys get on. Because if if, if they work Berrios in the 3-2 counts, he's going to throw them some meatballs. I, I like Tampa Bay here. I know they're expensive. If people aren't going to play Tampa Bay today, I actually probably like them more today than I did against uh, um, the slate before. When I think they were facing uh, Kluber. They were facing Kluber before. I think I like them more today than I did the previous slate. I, I really like the race
2: hope you all listened to me on my rant um, about a week ago on Brandon Lau on how um, this is an MVP ca- caliber player when he's healthy and you've been playing him? I mean, he has four home runs in the last five games. He looks locked in right now. So he he's still way underpriced. Um, this is a guy in in two weeks from now, we're gonna be talking about Brandon Lau being overpriced in the five to fifty two hundred dollar range. Um, if he stays healthy. Yeah. So really like the spot for Brandon Lau. Um, I mean it's hard not to have a Rosarina and Wander Franco right now. These guys are just continuing to produce and, and like the best thing about playing Tampa too is if they are patient and they walk, they have no problem running. Um, so yeah. I mean, they yeah. add to the upside that way as well. So, yeah, I mean, maybe I like Tampa more than I initially thought. I mean, Berrios has really struggled. And if he's going to struggle with command against a team like Tampa, like you said, I mean, you kind of nailed it. Um, I think you piqued my interest even more on, you know, continuing to really kind of pick on Berrios uh, until he kind of proves me wrong. I don't see why I shouldn't. Um, and he's been someone that I picked on a lot to start of the year. So, uh, Toronto bats, any interest in Toronto here? Uh
3: I am not thrilled about it. I do think Rasmussen should limit scoring initially. Now, you know, does the Tampa bullpen hold up? They should. Um, so if I play anybody from Toronto, then it's definitely just one-offing some power. But I just I don't see it. I don't see them being able to pile up Rush today. So I, I'm gonna I'm probably probably gonna take the fade.
2: Derek and Chad asked if there's anybody towards the bottom of the Tampa Bay lineup that I like. Josh Lowe. Um he's hitting almost 350. He's getting on base, he can steal bases. Um another guy that's just locked in at the plate. So
3: 8% K rate, 8 yeah, and an 8% walk rate. I'm telling you these guys like, it's crazy, but
2: they're not it- 13 to 0 by chance. They are playing no. fantastic baseball to start the season. So Got to watch them beat up on my Red Sox. I know. Um, You all know that I'm a Red Sox fan. They beat up on my Red Sox. Speaking of Red Sox, we got the Angels at the Red Sox in Fenway. Nine and a half total. Pick'em game. Sandoval against Houch. Houch. Um, Any interest here in Patrick Sandoval?
3: Uh, I I feel like Sandoval should be on the list, Stevie. Um, He's lefty. 8500 like, I feel like he's right in that range, and I I don't think he's got cranked up yet. I don't like where he is pitching right now. Strikeout stuff is not there in terms of being able to put guys away. Um, But I think just in terms of the pitching overall, you know, when I'm looking at $8,500 guys, I mean, I've I've got another guy that I probably like a little bit more, but I just – He feels like an okay play, like just okay. And I think on this slate, I'm going to have to accept just okay. And that's why I think he, he slightly makes it. I don't think he scores 20 fantasy points, Steve. I don't. I think he's somewhere around 15 to 16. And I feel like I'm going to have to accept that. And so just based on the slate in general, I'm going to play some.
2: Yeah, with um the Red Sox right now with Duvall kind of out. Um he's kind of the power righty. Um Yoshida's banged up right now, stories on the aisle as well. So, I mean, when you're looking at Boston, like it's still like a very lefty lineup. I mean, Turner and Kiki Hernandez are probably the two best right-handed hitters in the Red Sox lineup right now. So, I mean I don't think he's the like a cra- like the craziest tournament option um, on this slate. Is he my favorite? No. Am I going to play some? Probably. Um, I mean, just my only concern about him is his strikeout rate has just not been there at all. Um, like even looking at some of his like preseason numbers and stuff. But I mean, he's had – he faced Toronto. That's a low strikeout team. But only two strikeouts against Oakland is somewhat concerning. Um, you know, especially with that lineup. So I, I just worry about the strikeout upside. I think he's okay. Um, Like I said, I don't really have anything bad to say about him. This lineup's not the best lineup in the world. Um, So can Sandoval find that like 23% K rate that he had last year? If they roll out the lefties, I mean, this guy was just a lead against lefties last year, 193 yeah. ISO or 193 Woba. 016 ISO. That is elite. That is an elite ISO. Um, that is above elite. Whatever is above elite, elite plus. Um, that's what that is. So if they roll out Verdugo, Cassis, um, if Devers is back, like just I mean, that bumps him up. And I don't know how they really get away from these lefties. So yeah. All right. Um Tanner Houck on the other side of this game. I mean, he's not been terrible, but he's had, he got Detroit last time out. His pitch count is still like, they're not letting him go deep into games. I mean, he could have easily pitched more against Detroit and they didn't kind of extend him at all, which is a little concerning, even on like, especially on a 12 game slate. Like if this is a four, four or five game slate, 75 to 80 pitches, I mean, we're not like extremely concerned about it, but I mean, he's a solid pitcher from what we've seen um, this season, you know, if we look back, if we look back to last year, he had, you know, good stuff against righties and generates a lot of ground balls with a decent strikeout rate.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, my, my only thing, Stevie, which is kind of weird, I guess, this late in terms of pitching is, I mean, it's, it's these three guys at the top. I know we. I know we've already talked about Miley, who may or may not actually be pitching today, and then we've got old man Charlie Morton. I and I do mean that with like out of the kindness of my heart, but Charlie Morton, in terms of baseball, is actually getting old now. I there's a random collection of pitchers that I might have to consider. Steve, I think he might have to be on the list. Like, if he gets 15 points today, if he gets 14 points today, that might be enough. And that's that's kind of where I am with him. I, I'm not in love with the play, just like I'm not in love with Sandoval at all. It's just about taking a version of a floor, you know, that he might be able to give us even at 75 pitches. Like, I – I think he's on my list for tournaments, but I don't like it. It's just the slate.
2: I think we'll talk about this guy when we get there, but I think I would just go all the way down to Woodford if I was going to do that. Like if I'm just going to go full on, try to get 15 points, I'm just going all the way down. I'm just going all the way down. So we'll talk about that when we, when we get there.
3: I do have a cheaper guy that I like, but... Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get there.
2: The only thing, like, so, I mean, this is one of the best teams in baseball against left-handed pitching. Um, they, they are, like, 19th against right-handed pitching, and if they do end up running out, like, seven righties, six, seven righties, he is better against righties. So your argument for getting to 15 definitely becomes way more in play if it's a very right-handed heavy lineup, so uh angels bats anything stand out to you for la i
3: mean look man we can always play otani we can always play trout um and look man you know they've got another secret weapon out there in hunter renfro like they've got some power i think that's what you do with this team i don't want to stack the Angels. i don't mind picking a couple power pieces though
2: yeah um I really wish um, Soto would have made it out of camp. I think he would have been a good utility um, left-handed hitter for them, but whatever. Um, I'm not, I'm not the GM. Yep. Boston side of this game. I mean, I don't really have a ton of interest. I, I mean, you could, you could one-off Kiki Hernandez at shortstop. I don't think I'm one-offing Justin Turner. Um, I think that there's so much ceiling at first base on a big slate like this. So if like Christian Aurora Bats leadoff, he's 2,500 at second base, and then I could see playing Kiki Hernandez, but I'm not going out of my way. Um, I mean, Dahlback is 2,200. Like, he potentially in the lineup here. So we have some cheap potential righties, but I think they'd be more, like, one-off spots for me.
3: Yeah, I, I, that's where I'm at, too. Like, I'm not stacking this team. I'm with, you know, one-offs are cool. Um, turn at thirty eight hundred. Like I think that's good salary relief. I know first base is loaded, but thirty eight hundred. I I I can't argue with that. You know, you talked about Kiki. He's not really expensive either. Like I, so I'm okay. He's thirty six hundred. Like I think those are good filler prices.
2: Is it me, or every time you say Kiki, you just like start thinking of that song? Um. <laughs> Alright, I'll move it on. We got Baltimore at Chicago oh, taking on the White Sox here. Oh, buddy. This game has an 8.5 total. It's a pick em game. It's Wells against Clevenger. Um, any interest here in Tyler Wells? No. Any decent strikeout stuff? Not... Just not someone that's going to overpower someone. I, I think that's kind of my biggest concern um, for taking shots on him here and The White Sox have so much potential to be really good. So I don't think I'm playing Tyler Wells in this spot. And then Mike Clevenger on the other side, it's just – I mean, this guy can turn back the clock every once in a while and have those big games. But, I mean, overall, I don't think this is a spot um, that I want to play him. Baltimore has been like a top-10 team. I will say, even though they've been a top-10 team, they are still striking out at a very, very high clip this season.
3: I agree. I agree. I'm not playing
2: Mike Clevenger though. Yeah, that's, he, he 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 has those games where he just like turns but, it back, and he has big games, I and know. it's like.
3: But he's not. He's not in a. He's not in a Cleveland uniform. Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland. Mike Clevenger was fantastic. I. He went. I don't. He went to San Diego, and now he's here and just. I can't do it, man. I, I yeah, I mean his moment. strikeout,
2: his strikeout rate just dips so much, and now with him going from like San Diego to like Chicago, like he was kind of protected with his flyball rate in you know San Diego. How much is he going to be you know protected in Chicago and some of these other ballparks that he's going to pitch in? Ooh. So his low strikeout rate is the biggest thing to me. I know he struck out eight against Houston to start of the season. I think that was an outlier game. Um, he's just striking out
3: a ton, so uh, against righties anyway.
2: Yeah, they yep. are. It's just not the same Houston lineup. Yeah. They're dealing with some yeah. things, and it's just not the same Houston lineup. So let's talk Baltimore bats. Um, they're expensive, but I think they're one of the top like top end stacks on this slate. On the road, uh, you get power and stolen base upside. Like, What are your thoughts on Baltimore?
3: Yeah, I actually like this team, and I think you brought up something, Stevie, that I think we can't say enough or talk about enough the ability of the stolen base this year is real. And so look, they've got three. I think they had three guys on this team steal the base today. Maybe more than that. Uh, when they played their, their earlier game against Oakland. So I, for that alone, we don't hear, hear what, I'm saying, not what I'm saying. We don't even need home runs from Baltimore. We just need guys on base. If Fred, if uh Cedric Mullins gets walked, he's probably going to steal at some point in the game. If, Mount Castle or you know uh there's another guy. What is his name? Jeez. uh it's not it's not Urias. Um who is it? I can't remember, but there's some other guys on this team that are uh, Mateo, I think Mateo will steal, so you kind of put that together. Walk, steal, run. Thank you, Dick. I, I think I said it before he said it, but walk, steal, run gets us just as many points. Like, so I I, I like this team um because they got getting more
2: rbi potential too with the guys getting on second base getting in scoring position a single to the outfield you're getting an rbi single then your guy has the potential to steal like what's impressive about like what cleveland and arizona and baltimore are doing um philadelphia too their ratio to like stolen bases to caught stealing is fantastic i think cleveland leads the league at like 15 to 1 um, and I think Philadelphia is – against right-handed pitching, this is – I think Philadelphia has 10 stolen bases against right-handed pitching with zero caught stealing. So
3: well, well, teams t- are Trey on With Trey Turner on your team, you should. Yeah. You I got know. Trey Turner at to the top of your lineup. You better not be missing or getting caught. <laughs> oh, yeah. gosh. Man. Uh, but Yeah,
2: I'm just saying, like, yeah. what Baltimore is doing is they're adding – runs, they're adding RBIs, they're adding upside with stolen bases, and they still have, like, power guys. Like, so... I think Baltimore is going to be a team we talk about all year. All year that we're going to be talking about stacking this team. If they're going to keep running and playing this type of baseball, they're a DFS goldmine. Um, Especially at these prices. No no one's going to play baltimore at these prices like cedric mullins is 5500 do you want to know who's in his price range today just off like all the arenado austin riley mookie betts pete Alonso. like i like baltimore they're they're a stack i like a lot today
3: and the thing too stevie god i know we gotta go this is actually a pretty good slate but when the guys can only get two pickoff attempts they already know. If you try to pick them off that second time and you're unsuccessful, you're already done. It. The base yeah, is stolen. Just that's an, an
2: automatic – like, if you do Auto. the two pickoffs and, like, you're seeing more teams just do one, because, I mean, once you do the second one, you might as well just say, hey, go. Um Which right. I don't I, – I'm still on the fence about that rule for what it's worth. Um, I think, what, like – I I think if you – I. If you do a third pickoff move and the guy goes back to the base, he should be awarded second. I And, like, if you throw over and he's running, like, then, like, the play stands. But it's just adding more complex to or an already complex thing. So, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. But,
3: I think it's listen, it's producing
2: game, more runs and more fun in the game. Yeah, so, what? Am, yeah. what am I to argue?
3: Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think they're trying to speed the game up so guys can't just – pick off and pick off and pick you get two if you don't get it in two we gotta keep going like you know um but yeah all in all Stevie I'm not gonna complain I like the changes so far if they come up with new ones great but I, I like the fact that they did something to make it palatable and fun for everyone the new the new kids yeah. that want to come in and play with if they if they realize they can hit and run and steal again that makes it exciting for athletes that might not be the power guys. So anyway Side story, but thanks for letting us go down a rabbit
2: hole. I'm going to be quiet now. No, you're good. Everyone knows that I used to pitch, and I don't know how I would feel about it as a pitcher. That's all I'm saying. I don't know how I would feel. But I don't have to pitch anymore. I just get to sit here and talk about it, so it doesn't matter. Um, we're moving I, I on I to the White second, Sox side of this game. So I
3: love it. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. Um, I mean, looking,
3: God, at, I <laughs> looking at the
2: White Sox – Oh Where wear well wells has kind of been reverse splitsy since the end of last year um he is a flyball guy to both sides but he gives up more hard contact and more power to righty so i think if you're targeting the white Sox, you might just kind of go down and look for some cheap white Sox righties um sosa is 2200 he's getting some play here um with tim anderson down so like if he continues to crack the lineup he Has looked good in his few plate appearances. Um, He was someone that people thought had a chance to be like a utility player at a camp, but just the right-handed power bats. Luis Robert, um, probably my favorite, but he's also the most expensive. But if if Moncada doesn't play in this game, you could potentially get like Vaughn and Berger. I want the right-handed power bats. I don't know if I'd fully stack a White Sox team, but like one-offing power righties is definitely in play here today.
3: Yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I don't want to full that. I, I think I'm I'm a little bit more mini stacked with Chicago than I am, say, like Minnesota. So maybe like yeah. two to three, something, no more than three. If I if I get that many, I doubt I'll have three. My max is probably two, from uh from from the White Sox in one particular lineup.
2: Uh, Sebi could Sebi could also kind of benefit from a low strikeout pitcher. When he's hit the ball, it's been really hard. When he's, I mean, he's striking out at a huge clip. Um, but he has a 364 ISO, so if you want to take some shots at Sebi at catcher at 3K, um, and just hope that like he benefits from a low strikeout pitcher, too early in his career to know like what he's going to do pitch type wise, so you can't really look into that too much. Atlanta at Kansas City taking on the Royals nine total in this game, the Braves a 132 favorite. We got Morton and Singer facing off against each other here.
3: Any interest in your boy Charlie Morton? Huh, Stevie, I don't really want to play Charlie Morton, to be honest with you. But God, man, Kansas City's been bad. They've been so bad. And we saw him get up to 104 pitches against. He went from 81 pitches to 104 pitches. I didn't Stevie, I didn't want to play him today, but he's probably a better player than Cortez, generally speaking. Like if he's going to get. Because his leash is going to be longer than Cortez. If Cortez isn't pitching well, they're pulling him. Probably fifth inning. I know for sure if Charlie Morton's pitching reasonably good, by reasonable, I mean he's going through five innings, around 85 pitches, has given up two runs, but have five strikeouts. He's coming back out. I, I think he's in play. Like, I think he's in play.
2: Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the Royals as a whole, um, against Ryan pitching this season, they have a 60 WRC plus it's the second lowest in baseball. They have a 25.1% K rate. Um, I mean, they're not the best team and is like Charlie Morton hasn't had the best start to the season. Um, he's had two tough matchups, man. St. Louis and San Diego, the velocity is good. The spin rate is close to what it was. Um, so, I think Charlie Morton at 9,100, a guy that we know can throw over 100 pitches, is in a in a spot we have to have some interest. Uh, watch yeah. the weather in this game. This is a game with some potential weather. Washington was another one that had some potential weather, and I forgot to mention it. Um, so we'll have to see what Roth has to say. I look at night before weather, and it changes half the time. But we'll see what Roth has to say. Because if there's weather, obviously, you don't want to really touch a pitcher that might you know throw two innings and then sit and not go back out. So... Pay attention to that Brady Singer On the other side um, I'm not playing Brady Singer Against the Braves
3: Uh yes dude. I, I, Deep down inside I want to Because I know Where his potential is But I don't think This is the spot I just He gets the fade today
0: We're driven By the search for better But when it comes to hiring The best way to search For a candidate Isn't to search at all Don't search Match With Indeed
2: Yeah, I mean, like if we if we want to dig into it, um, we can. He's not a huge strikeout guy. He's around 16% through his first two starts, 23% last year. He's just not generating as many swing and strikes right now. Um, I mean, the Braves are a strikeout team. I completely understand why if you wanted to make um, some singer teams, you would. But I'm not doing it personally. I don't know if I'm going to go out of my way to stack Atlanta here. Um, I mean, I always have interest in Matt Olsen. He is off to Woo! a scorching start. Um, Acuna, Acuna, man. Like, this guy is healthy. He has six stolen bases already this year. He's and hitting he's 370. Keep going. He's He has keep multi-hits going. in three of his last four games. This guy is just – he's just 6,500. It's so hard to play him with good pitching.
3: See, here's the thing. I know. It's like – but – He's in the same boat, for instance. He's in the same boat to me as Mullins. If you walk him where he gets a single, you can almost hand him a steal. And if you do that, he's probably coming home with the guys he's got hitting behind him. And I'm with you, Matt Olson has made me forget about Freddie Friedman being in LA. He's been off to a fantastic start this season. Hopefully he can keep it up in pockets. Like I, it's not gonna last all season but if we can keep hitting and maybe just not tail off too much he's going to have a real good year. So I I like Atlanta. I, I think he can take a couple of pieces, but it is hard to get them all cuz Acuña is expensive, Austin Rollins is expensive, you know, Matos is expensive. Albies is reasonable, but if you want him you got to pay.
2: All right. Um yeah, I mean Rosario is cheap. So if you want to play him, like I've been playing him in my Brave stacks a little bit. Ozuna is cheap. If you want to play him in your Brave stacks, I mean they just kind of make everything fit. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City, any interest in any of these Kansas City guys?
3: No, I'm going to take the fade on Kansas City today.
2: I am. I'm trying to pull up, and it my browser is just being slow. Um. Bobby Witt is still 2900 on FanDuel. If you want to keep playing him over there, I'm definitely not going to talk you off of it. Um, That price tag is extremely fair. Uh, He's someone that has five stolen bases to start the year. So if you want to play Bobby Witt on FanDuel, um, if he gets on base, he'll run. He has big upside. So I, I like the price on him over there. All right, we got Texas at Houston. It always, every time, like every time I have to say that, it bothers me. But anyway, Texas at Houston. <laughs>
3: the, national team, the national yeah. team versus the, the, the state team. <laughs> I know it,
2: it bothers me every time. Um, Astros are 168 favorite. We got Garcia and Perez. It, it does. It just bothers me. I don't know why um Martin Perez 6800 going up against Houston any interest in him here
3: yes Stevie this is my this is my cheap guy randomly I, I I'm gonna play Martin Perez today uh look say, we can laugh we can say what we want I don't think Houston beats him up here I don't I I I think Martin Perez has enough in the tank to get it done Stevie I'm playing Perez at 6,800, and I'm going to take my 15 fantasy points.
2: 15 is just not enough on a 12 game slate. Uh, like they'll, there's going to be cheap stacks that go off, and the top like top scoring pitchers are just going to be in the 25 plus range even on this slate. And I just I get what you're saying. Well, I, no, I hear you, and I understand everything you're saying. It's just. Houston has one of the lowest strikeout rates in baseball against left-handed pitching. You can pick on them with righties this year. They're just full of right-handed bats. Um, Perez is someone that is very good. He has built a career at limiting the damage. Um, yeah. And I, I get I get your reasoning. I get your reasoning. Houston's a top-five team in baseball against left-handed pitching. I can't do it. I, I just, I, I personally can't do it, and you can do whatever you want, and that is the best what? thing about Daily Fantasy.
3: Well, let me give you one more clair- clarification statement. Uh, the reason why is Perez is my key to if I want to play Trout, uh, Acuna, Mullet. Like if I want to kind of have one of those where I play maybe two extra big bats, then that's how I get there. I, I get there with Perez. Um, but but that's th- that's the reason why. Like realistically, I'm probably going to play Cortez and Morton like in my main teams, but. Like in in a lot of my, in in some of the 150 bills, stuff like that, I think Perez might be a necessary evil for me to get some of those bigger bats together.
2: I hear everything you're saying, my friend. (laughs) I I, I hear everything you're saying. I am never going to call a bad take. If you believe in something, you do you. I can't do it. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. I just can't do it. Um. Garcia on the other side of this game. I'm not going there either. <laughs> just, his command is all over the place right now. Um, he's leaving balls up in the zone. I I just can't do Garcia. I get it. All right. Um, any interest in the Texas bats against Garcia here?
3: Uh, the Houston bats. You, yeah. Listen. <laughs>
2: I wasn't wrong.
3: The state team. Uh I mean I, I don't mind one offs. Like I, I'll t- I'll still take a breakman one off, but I, I don't think on this lane I would play it against Perez. I do it, you know, in like some of my other lineups. But that's about it.
2: No, Texas, Texas Bats.
3: Oh I, well, you said Perez against Texas Bats.
2: Yeah, well, I meant Texas back. I'm
3: Listen, sorry. nothing. Nothing I'm I've sorry, said is wrong. Guys. Still,
2: I'm still right. Oh um,
3: God,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, okay. I, I don't, so, I, I don't, so, so, don't want to
3: play. I, I'll take Seager, but I don't really want to play too many guys. He's on person. the
2: IL. He got put on the IL. Um, what, did it happen today or yesterday? Um, I think it was Wednesday. Yes
3: you're correct i don't know how yeah that
2: hamstring when he it it looked like it hurt when he was running from first to second i was watching that at bat um so um so i mean garcia is a guy that you want to target with like right-handed power he gives up a ton of fly balls and hard contact to righties so i don't know if i want to pay this price for like marcus Simeon or Dallas garcia those would probably be my two favorite here if you want to go cheap at like catcher Heim is off to a pretty good start this year um he hits righties and lefties so um i don't mind maybe taking some shots on him or i mean again like josh jung is a talented prospect if you want to tar- target some power here against garcia i like the righties i would make an exception for Heim, the switch hitter um just because he's a cheap catcher now, you go for talking about Houston bats.
3: <laughs> yes. So, I don't mind a one-off with Bregman. Uh, I don't mind – I actually don't even mind a one-off with Jose Abreu. But like I said, I'm not going to stack them against Perez. I'm not stacking them, but I will take those probably – that handful of one-offs. But that's about it. I'm, I'm not playing too much Houston today.
2: Yeah, Perez is a tough guy to stack against. He really is. Yeah. All right, Pittsburgh at St. Louis, eight-and-a-half total in this one. The Cardinals, a 162 favorite, Oviedo against Woodford. Any interest here in Oviedo?
3: A guy that's tough against righties, not so tough against lefties. He'll have some opportunities today, Stevie, with some of these righties, but I do feel like he's a tournament guy. I think I'd take the sprinkle of them in in 150 max, but not in like single entry or three entry max.
2: Yeah. So if you, if you listen to the podcast yesterday, anybody listened to the podcast yesterday, I was talking about how maybe I should be careful with the Cardinals coming out of cores. And I, I should have listened to myself. Like I should have listened to myself, dude. They scored zero runs on six hits. Um, and I like I talked <laughs> about it. Vincent Velasquez went out and pitched a solid game. Like
3: uh, oh, beyond solid. Didn't he go I a little know, bit past man. six and six games? It's incredible.
2: Um I mean Oviedo back- get a little bit of revenge here. Yeah. This the problem is like Oviedo is he, he's worse against lefties, and this team is I mean, they've added some lefties to this lineup, so it's not just this, you know, full-on right-handed lineup anymore. And if it was, I would have some interest in Oviedo here. I, I mean, upside-wise, I think you could take some shots on Oviedo. He has decent strikeout stuff. Um, It goes up against righties, but I'm probably not playing him today. I could see the argument for him. Um, I really don't know, like, who I really want to take shots on cheap-wise. going to the other side of this game it could be this guy I mean like I said I, I could see myself just going all the way down and just punting um the Pirates lineups just not the best looking lineup right now uh, they're missing some pieces again with cruise outs um I mean yeah, I could see I could see this being a spot where Woodford gets 15 at 5k. But it goes back to the argument. I don't know if fifteen is enough today on a twelve game slate.
3: I mean, at five K, it probably is. Yeah, three X um, doesn't suck.
2: Your hits, your hitters got to do the thing. If that's the case,
3: <laughs> yeah, that that that's really what it is. I think you're 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 planning on the hitters to uh, to really carry you in that case. So I think I I get it at five K. I, I I think Pittsburgh is going to win this game though. Woodford might have a rough day.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's just – he's not the best pitcher. He doesn't really have, like, that dominating stuff. Um, And it just – I mean, that's just one of the reasons why we pick on him so much. So, all right, let's go Pittsburgh Bats. Um, What's standing out to you here for Pittsburgh?
3: Well, I mean, I I think with Pittsburgh, you just kind of take a couple guys. Like, they're a little bit expensive in certain places. Like, if you look at them – like, do you see the price on Brian Reynolds right now? 5900
2: uh, He deserves it, man. He's crushing yeah. the baseball.
3: And that's what I was going to say. Like, But it, it, he should be that price uh, with, with where he is. I, I miss Cruz because I knew we would get steals and stuff like that. Um, I think as a team, I don't really want to stack them. I, I think they're another kind of one-off team for me. Uh, a few pieces here and there. I don't like Woodford, so we probably should be stacking them. Um, if we do, like Santana's 3,500 at first, you know, you can kind of put them together. Joe, I, I'm not sure. Connor, Joe might might get a little closer to the to the top of the lineup today. We'll see. But all in all, they're just a weird team. I, I don't want to stack them, but I, I'd one off against Woodford. I
2: like the Reynolds play. Santana's more of a fly ball guy. Woodford's a ground ball guy, so I don't hate that. Um, Swazinski Jack Wazinski, if you want to go cheap, he's 2400. We've seen him for 285 at bats so far, and he has a 46 fly ball rate with a 222 ISO. He's just a huge strikeout guy, so could potentially benefit from a 13% K rate pitcher um, at 2400 on the road, too. So don't hate taking maybe a shot on him or even like a Choi, like you could potentially use some of these cheap bats, um, against Woodford. And I mean, I could see a three man stack for Pittsburgh with two cheap bats and Reynolds or something. Um, St. Louis, I love the idea of playing some St. Louis here after they disappointed so hard on a small slate. Oviedo is not a terrible pitcher. Um, they're still, I mean, they're, they're fairly priced. I mean, Goldschmidt and Arnauto are where they should be, but the rest of the team pretty fairly priced. I don't mind going back to the Cardinals here.
3: Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, I, I for sure want to play some Tommy Edmond today. Like, listen, folks, Oviedo struggles to lefties is real, and so Edmond. If you're going to stack the Cardinals today, I wouldn't do it without Tommy Edmond. I can tell you that right now.
2: Yeah, I mean Burleson. I think is someone you could take some shots on um, hitting at the top of the lineup. Donald um, Donovan. So. All right, we got the Mets at Oakland taking on the A's. This game has an eight total, and the Mets are a 188 favorite here. We got Singa against Kaeperlin, um Kaprilian. Any interest here in Singa?
3: Steve, I mean, I feel like I have to. Oakland's terrible, and, you know, Singa's been able to, you know, handle a Miami team twice. So I'm basically in back-to-back starts, strikeouts are there. Um, pitches were up to 90 in the second start, which means we probably get that or a little more. I don't think he goes too far past 90. Um, but against Oakland, I think we've got a shot here, man. This game is later at night. Should be a little cooler at the ballpark. Already a hard part to, to hit hit balls out of the, out of, out of the parking anyway. SIG is expensive. I don't want to pay 10-4 but I understand the price. I would definitely pay the 10-4 for him before I played Rasmussen. So I, I'm definitely going to have some singer because it's warranted with the matchup.
2: Price up a lot on um, Fanduel as well. Like he's at 10-8 on Fanduel. So like he's expensive on both sites. Um, I completely understand the price. I mean, this is basically the same <laughs> type of offense. I mean, Oakland, is not much different than Miami. Let's be honest. Um, So yeah, I mean, this is definitely a spot I could see um, paying up for this. Say he gets, you know, if he's pitching well, I mean, six innings, if he's pitching well, is fine. If he can get the strikeouts, Um, I think there's going to be plenty of strikeouts here. They're at like a 25% K rate um, on the season. So I mean, if you look at, like, the overall numbers for Oakland this season, you look at the overall numbers for Miami, I mean, you couldn't tell the difference between the two teams. Their numbers are so close. So, um, yeah, I think is a – I think he's a solid play. Uh, I mean, Oakland's not great. Uh, The other side of this game, um, Caprillian, he's just facing an offense that doesn't strike out. They put the ball in play against a pitcher that struggles with command from time to time. I have no interest whatsoever here in Caprillian.
3: Oh, yeah, Cap, nope. Nope, nope, nope.
2: All right, let's talk Mets, Bats. I hate the ballpark, love the matchup. Um, any interest here in the Mets?
3: Yeah, I don't I don't mind the Mets at all. Um, you know, once again, I'm with you. Don't like the ballpark, but this is a spot where they, they should still be able to manufacture some runs, uh, especially with the shift, you know, with, with guys like Nemo, who if they poke the ball through, Uh, the right side then you know if they pull it a little bit Stevie nobody's there to just scoop it up and throw it out now I've seen Anthony Rizzo get a couple extra hits already early this season due to them not being able to put the shift on him so I I like it I I, I like I like the Mets it's it's not the best hitting environment but we're getting a really good offense against a pitcher that won't be able to strike them out much so I'm going to take my shot with some Mets today for sure
2: Let's be honest. Pete Alonso can hit it out of any ballpark. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: And a, a guy like Sterling Marte who has no problem running. Um, uh, yep. will, yeah. So, I mean, you, you can add upside um, here for New York. I don't know if I full stack them. I think they're more of a secondary stack today. And then on the Oakland side I just, I mean, there's going to be times that I take some shots on some Oakland bats. I forget who they were playing the last couple days but i mean the pitching wasn't great against them and i rolled out a couple oakland players but i mean just overall i don't really have a ton of interest in oakland um if lorino is cheap on any site if he gets on base he'll run uh, but getting on base is not e- <laughs> it's always the problem so i just i don't have a ton of interest here
3: yep not playing oakland
2: all right we got Milwaukee at San Diego. No total in this game. It sounds like you know, we talked about Eric Lauer yesterday, but they pushed him back. Um, we got Eric Lauer against Waka. Any interest here in Lauer going up against San Diego? No. Hey, that's what I said yesterday. Um, <laughs> just uh, just go right back to my thoughts. You know, Ray <laughs> ended up starting. Um, we, I mean, everything that we – kind of saw it was going to be Lauer, and then Ray got announced, which was kind of cool. Um, Lauer struggles against righties. There's enough right-handed hitters in this lineup to do damage against Lauer. Um, no interest for me. Waka?
3: Any interest Waka, in Waka?
2: Waka, Waka? Uh, Listen.
3: Listen. So, so here's why I have some interest in Waka. Milwaukee's been terrible. Here's why I don't have interest in Waka. I'm not paying 8100 I can't, yeah. I, I can't I can't. I think you
2: could make a semi-argument for him. And, like, you mentioned, like, Milwaukee's not been great this season. There's, like, three or four guys that are striking out at, like, a huge clip. Yelich is at, like, 30, almost 38% against right pitching from Insane. what I was reading yesterday. Yeah, it's really high. Uh, Mitchell's really high and, like, Anderson's really high. But, like, the rest of the lineup, like, Adamas, Tellis, uh, Voight, Terang, like these guys are hitting in this lineup they're all under 20 percent. so like you're kind of getting a mixed bag waka pitched so good last time out against atlanta he might get some ownership Mm -hmm. here atlanta's a higher strikeout rate team than milwaukee so yeah um i don't think i'm i think i'm with you i don't think i want to pay this price for waka the only thing that would change my mind is if we open the slate up and like his ownership was going to be a lot lower than what i kind of expected but I think he'll have enough ownership where I feel like I'm okay being underweight on Michael Waka. Um I mean back in the day this guy was really good. 25% K rate to start of the season. I just I don't think the numbers keep going. And I mean he's such a huge fly ball guy. Um eventually like those fly balls are gonna start turning into home runs.
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh bats, anything here from Milwaukee? Probably just some one off stuff again, like you know, Riley Telez. I, I mean he just He's 3K, got some pop. I don't hate it. Um, Same thing for um, even Yelich. Like, I I know he's been bad, but. Don't play Yelich. He's still picking up some fantasy points. I I know he's a ground ball guy, too, which that's another reason why I'm semi-interested. Like, we might get a frozen rope out of him for a chance. (laughs)
2: Line drive to shortstop. Dude, he is he is struggling at the plate right now. His strikeouts, like he's he's swinging at wiffle balls right now. It feels like, but I mean, you could play him. I mean, Christian Yelich. Um, I hated the back injury for him. He was he was such a talented hitter. So, uh, for me, I'm Milwaukee. Tell us the same reasons that I talked about yesterday. Um, I want to attack his fly ball rate. I, I think this is a good spot for him, and then if you wanted to take Contreras or um, any of these other guys. Like, this is definitely, like, a potential three-man you could look at here. San Diego on the other side of this game. I mean, I want to attack Lauer with right-handed power bats. It's just... Are we sure Machado's still a right-handed power bat?
3: <laughs> I mean, listen, he, he hit a home run. I think he hit one yesterday. Yeah. Or, or today, something like that. You're <laughs>
2: messing with my jokes, Will. <laughs> You know he has a forty percent like infield fly ball rate to start the year against left-handed pitching. Hey, man, it's just
3: got just got to get a little warmer, a little bit yeah. warmer. We'll, sure, we'll be rolling. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I, I like San Diego though. <laughs> I think I'll take some shots on the stack. Like I'm, I'm not going to peg one or the other. Like this is, this is a spot where I legit just just stack this team. Even some of the lefties, I'll plug them in there because if they get in the allow early, we'll see some righties and. Cronin working the gang will, will be able to get to work
2: here. Derek, um, Derek, is it's amazing how guys like Bellinger and Yelich go from MVPs to the struggle bus. I mean, injuries suck, man. Um, <laughs> coming from coming from someone that used to throw in the high nineties at a very high level and like got injured three times, like injuries suck.
3: <laughs> Porcello, man. I, I know the
2: chat. Saying, the yeah. chat is on fire right now. Oh uh, my
3: gosh. Rick
2: Porcello. I know Machado hit a home run tonight. I'm <laughs> just having fun. Let me have fun. Listen.
3: Listen. Rick Porcello, what a side yeah. young folks. Oh my gosh. I remember I this. I know. Oh, that's we're hilarious. having some fun tonight. It's oh, a long man.
2: podcast, but we're having some fun. We got Cubbies. Or no, we got Colorado at Seattle. We got Gomber and Gonzalez, eight total. The Mariners are 172 favorite here uh any interest here in Austin Gomber? No. I really 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 wish he was facing a different team today. But he's not and this Seattle team is going to be very hard on lefties all year. Um France, Rodriguez, Suarez, Riley, Teoscar. It's just I mean they Ooh. they platoon in, they platoon in AJ Pollock like This is a very, very tough team um, against left-handed pitching. I can't do Gomber today. Uh, Any interest here in Marco Gonzalez?
1: No. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better.
2: See, I could argue Stevie, that Marco Gonzalez. No, no. no, no. Listen, listen, this is my argument, right? I could argue that Marco Gonzalez is a better play than Martin Perez today. I'm not hey, going to. Listen. But I could.
3: I, I already owe you some jelly beans. I, I like, if you're going to play Marco Gonzalez, we're going to have to get the jelly beans going, again. Listen, oh, yeah. I
2: take my jelly bean bets very seriously. Um, I mean, yeah. I just, I'm saying that you can make the argument today. I just, I don't know. Um,
3: He's got an 88 mile power fastball. It's just bad, Steve. <laughs> it's so bad.
2: Hey, yeah, I guess, I mean, that's true. They have Crone. they have Bryant. Um Whew. They have enough power, is, probably.
3: Is, is Bryant coming back now? Because I know he was hurt.
2: He's expected to play from what I read earlier.
3: Okay. Okay, great, 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 great.
2: I think he just missed Wednesday's game for maintenance. And like they with them having Thursday off, it's a perfect like give him two days to keep him going. Um, yeah. I think every baseball fan wants to see Chris Bryant healthy. And, like, he could be another Yellow situation. Like, we're not really seeing Bryant hit for power anymore. So, we'll see. But C.J. Crone is crushing the ball. Yeah. Um, I mean, that kind of goes in the conversation. Do you have any interest here in the Rockies' bets?
3: Yeah, I, I like the Rockies today. Like, I'm going to attack Gonzalez anytime I get a chance this year. Like, when a guy can't strike guys out most of the time – and it's just going to be putting stuff in the zone. Like, I'm going to take my chances. And that, that's what I'm going to do with Colorado. They're outside of course. Nobody likes to play them anyway, even when they're in course most of the time. And today they get, I feel like, a, a pretty cake matchup with some balls that they can make some good contact with. I, I, I like i like the Rockies.
2: Hold on. Dave in chat just said, I wish Seattle had a team this deep when the kid was playing. You realize that they had three Hall of Famers? On that team, Alex Rodriguez, Randy Johnson, Ken Griffey Jr. They had Jay Buhner. Do you remember Jay Buhner? Oh, Jay Buhner! Oh,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They had Joey
2: Cora. Um Jay Buhner. That's yeah. Dan Wilson. Uh, so I'm a Ken. We're Griffey dating Buhner ourselves.
3: We're, we're dating yeah. ourselves too. Like when you say Jay Buhner, and I know what you're talking about this yeah. is Edgar wow. Martinez. Like, yeah.
2: I'm just saying. Don't don't get me started with Ken Griffey. I'm a Ken Griffey Jr. guy um fun fact his first like 13 years in the bigs i have every single baseball card ever printed um in that span i Ah. stopped collecting after that time so um uh, yeah i love ken griffey jr man i got to meet him at daytona uh, when i was doing some nascar stuff and like i don't ever get like starstruck um i've met a lot of really awesome people and i'm very thankful for it but like meeting Ken Griffey Jr. was just—I mean—that was just next level for me. Um, yeah. All right, Seattle Bats. Um, I like the righties here, man. I think even in this ballpark, I think that you can take some shots here on Seattle righties.
3: Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I love it. Uh, not to mention Stevie, like Eugenio's got to hit one today, right? Like he's been—he's been okay anyway. We've get—we're getting him at forty-three hundred. I, I like Suarez a ton today. Uh, big time like Suarez.
2: Yeah, I love his price.
3: Yeah, 4,300, man. Sign me up. At third? Pollock
2: 3,400.
3: Oh, yeah. This is a team to stack today. Love these guys.
2: Yep, like Seattle. All right, now we'll finish it out with the Cubs and the Dodgers. This game, eight and a half total. The Dodgers, a 174 favorite. We got steel. We have our favorite pitcher in baseball, Noah Syndergaard. Let's go. Um, we'll talk
3: steel first. Any interest here in Justin Steele? Stevie, I, I have slight interest. Like the Dodgers are not the Dodgers of old. You get past Freddie, you get past Mookie. You know, Max Muncy just owns San Francisco, my God. But if you can get past those couple bets, they're not the same team. So I have slight interest, but you know, at 7,900, I could do way worse. So I, I don't hate it.
2: So, yeah, I mean, I was looking at the spot before we started recording and I mean, Freeman still like lefty lefty. I mean, the guy just, he doesn't strike out. Um, He just puts the ball and play a ton. Mookie, very good against lefties. Um obviously JD Martinez throughout his career has been good against lefties, but he has been struggling big time um, oh, yeah. to start the year. My issue is they platoon these lefties out um and they get, you know, guys like Thompson and and Taylor in there. I think it's a lineup thing. If they roll out four or five lefties, I think you take some shots on Justin Steele. If they have those righties in there, you could potentially still take some shots on steel. I, I just like it way more if the lefties are in there. So, um, Dave in chat says all Seattle bats are under 2900 except for J rod on Fanduel. That's fantastic. So, oh, in France, I don't mind taking some shots on Justin steel on this slate. He is someone that has some strikeout ability. He has some strikeout upside. Like you said, this isn't, this isn't, it just isn't the same Dodgers team that we're so used to. Um, so, I think taking some shots on steel isn't – it's just not the craziest thing to do. Um, I mean, he's he's at like a 24% K rate. He's a ground ball guy. And, I mean, yeah. he Just his strikeout rate is so much higher against lefties. You really want the lefties to be in there. Noah Syndergaard on the other side of this game. Any interest here in Syndergaard? No. Yeah. I have no interest in Syndergaard. I can't wait to play some Cubs here. Like, give me guys in this lineup that like to run. Um, I mean, oh yeah. Like, uh, Nico Horner might be one of my favorite plays on this slate. Like, if he can get on base on Syndergaard, he might steal three bases. Um, Just get on base. That's it. Corey Corey Bellinger, <laughs> thirty two hundred against Noah Syndergaard, getting to hit one out in Dodger Stadium and looking at his old team. Um, all joking aside, like. Any of the Cubs guys that you know run, take some shots on them. Um, Ian Hap, um, Horner like any of the Cubs that you know like to run,
3: yeah, yep. And, and Stevie, that's where I am. Like, I this is a spot where I really, really, really wish Dansby, and it looks like he's going to come back. Dansby's going to he be, in, play, yep. he's going to be in the lineup. My gosh, Stevie, all we need is a, a walk, a single, something. We can take a double. They'll steal any base on Syndergaard. So I, I like this spot. This is going to be so fun. So yeah, he fun. was
2: cramping Wednesday. I was watching that broadcast. Um, he was cramping Wednesday. So I don't think it's a huge thing. And yeah. he's a guy that has um, good base skills. So he should be able to get on base here. So yeah, um, I, I like this spot a lot for the Cubbies. Um, yeah, me too. Speed guys, man. Like power, power and some speed, like. This is a great spot against Syndergaard. Syndergaard is a guy you just every five or six days when he comes up, you're just like, All right, I'm playing guys against him every spot. They might have the lowest ISOs and Wobas in baseball, but man, all I got to do is get on base and I get stolen base upside. So,
3: yeah,
2: uh, Velasquez is cheap as well. Yep. Um, Dodgers here, any interest in the Dodgers?
3: Yeah, I don't really want to stake the Dodgers. Now, I don't mind Mookie Stevie, he's 5,500. You know, we talked about that range oh, where. 20, yeah. Obviously, it's it's loaded today, but I don't hate Mookie. Uh, I don't hate Freddie. Right at fifty four hundred, like these guys that I know are professional hitters that can just hit. Like I don't, I don't ever mind those guys. But I'm not stacking the Dodgers by any means.
2: Yeah, I mean, so for me, Steele's just a he's a huge ground ball guy. um He's a guy that just generates a ton of ground balls. So like who are my Dodgers that hit the ball up in the air? Well, unfortunately for steel, it's JD Martinez. It's Will Smith and it's Mookie Betts. It's the three righties. And I mean, Thompson's a fly ball guy. Um, Taylor's of it's all like all of the righties are fly ball guys and you're facing like a ground ball pitcher. So again, I think this spot could go either way. Um, for steel, some of the Dodgers are cheap. I think I would definitely prefer taking some of the Dodgers that are cheap. Like, um trace thompson's 3k he should crack the lineup my only concern with him is as soon as it like gets to the point where he can get pinch hit for and the lefty's out he gets pinch hit for um i hate dfs plays like that so yeah uh, i mean i might just leave the dodgers on the bench today and take some shots on steel steel might be that like that guy that we were kind of hoping for to get us 20 to 25 under 7k or under 8k like he might be that guy so yeah for sure all right, morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. I know this is a long podcast. It's 12 games. We're getting faster. We're getting later into the season, um, later in the season, it's like the third week. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today?
3: Oh, man. Um, this is a tough one today, Stevie, because of the spot. I'm going to have to take steel. We just talked about him, but I think I think that's the right play.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't hate that. Um, I mean, this question's tough today. It really is. I mean, if I, I think, oh gosh, I don't not him. I don't even know, man. I mean, Steel was my answer too. Like, I agree with you. I'm yeah. sad that you didn't take Martin Perez. Um, no, no, I don't think for you.
3: I don't think Perez um, is going to get six strikeouts, but I do think he's going to be okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, all right. So, this question is who do I think is going to get six or more strikeouts? This isn't who do I think is going to score 20 fantasy points. So, right. I think looking at the matchups, the guy that can get six strikeouts in this price range outside of steel is probably Brady singer. So yeah, he's not going to, it's not going to be pretty getting there, but I think he can get six strikeouts. He might be one of those guys you take on, um, like a, a bet, like a prop bet instead. Yeah. Um, all right. Over eight K to score under 15. Who's your bust today at the top?
3: Um, honestly, man, give me Lauer. I don't think he gets there. You gave me the layup.
2: Thank you, I appreciate you, my friend. Cal Quantrill is my answer today. Well, that that
3: was my other one. Quantrill is yeah. my other one. Yeah.
2: What are they doing? Yeah. Uh, over four K to hit a home run. Who do you got going yard day?
3: I'm gonna try to go off the off the wall here because I know you know we got we got a fair amount of guys. I hope this is off the wall enough. This is a, a, a team I talked about already. Give me CJ chrome fifty one hundred.
2: I like it. I'm going to go with one of the most talented prospects we've seen in baseball, and that is Adley Rutschman. Yeah. He hit a a
3: walk-off bomb today. Walk-off.
2: Dude, I hate paying up a catcher, but this guy is legit. Under 4K to get two hits. uh, Who do you like today?
3: Uh, We've got a lot of options today. Give me man. I'm gonna stay in that same game. Give me jerks and profar. I got another guy I like too, but I think these guys get 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 to Gonzalez today. Give me ProFar.
2: All right, my pick has had back-to-back multi-hit games. He's a very talented prospect as well. I'm, I'm on the prospect train today. Give me Josh Jung from texas i talked about garcia's reverse splits um i think this is a good spot for josh jung all right will stack to score six or more runs who do you got today who is gonna be that team today that is going to put up some runs on the board
3: hey put on your armor give me the guardians
2: all right listen i am gonna go with the hottest team in baseball this isn't really a shocker to anybody that's listening to the podcast so far but give me tampa bay Against Barrios, I just I don't know what's going on with Barrios. The numbers are not there, and Tampa is just hitting everything. So give me Tampa Bay. Will any final thoughts before we
3: get out of here on this beautiful Friday weekend? Is man here. interesting slate, big slate with not a lot of top ace pitching. You don't get that too much, so I I like it a ton.
2: So many different ways to build on the slate. That is going to wrap it up here for Friday. We do have NASCAR trucks on Friday night as well and Xfinity on Saturday and Cup on Sunday. So if you're playing NASCAR, make sure you head on over to rotogrinders.com slash premium slash NASCAR. We have been absolutely smashing to start the season. So come join us. Have some fun. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. We will be back on Monday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. Have a good one. We'll see you then.